0: BAAAAAA <laughs>
1: Today on Lockdown Anaheim Ducks, it's a triple crossover expansion draft event on today's locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is a Thursday afternoon. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Odyssey, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to rate, download, subscribe. All right, let's do this. We have a triple crossover event with Jared Ellis from Locked on Hurricanes and Seth Topol from Locked on Wild. We're gonna talk all about the expansion draft. We're gonna talk about a couple of trades, and there's one trade in particular that I know Jared is not happy about. We will get to that. I will go over all 30 picks from the Seattle Kraken and what what does that do for the Seattle Kraken? Is it good? Is it bad? How would you rate their expansion draft? So we will all talk about that on today's episode. This one's kind of a long one. So buckle up, folks, because here it is. A triple crossover with myself, Seth, and Jared. Enjoy.
2: The big stuff right now, Yeah, you know, as far as the league, is, of course, the expansion draft that was last night. It was pretty underwhelming, to be completely honest, because not only were the picks leaked uh, prior to the draft, which was what it was. Uh, it's just the fact that, frankly, the Kraken roster kind of sucks in my opinion. Um, it looks very much like an AHL roster, um, which with Ron Francis being the GM and some of the rosters he assembled uh, in Raleigh, I'm not surprised.
1: <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll just say this: he's not done yet. There are still trades that. Could oh yeah, happen. I know. There's still the NHL draft. Oh yeah, I know. And there's still the about thirty million they have in cap space. That is a ton of cap space.
2: Oh yeah, I know. There's obviously still going to be moves made. That's fine. It was just kind of one of those things. Like you saw, like some of the guys that were left unprotected, mm-hmm. um, and you're just like, really? You didn't go with you know just the big name that comes to mind right off the top of my head. You know, Carey Price.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, like you didn't take that. It's just certain things like that. It's just kind of head scratching again yeah. You know, there's still free agency the nhl draft trades all that stuff to happen um so who knows what they'll actually look like come you know opening day but it's very much kind of an underwhelming roster to be completely honest
0: yeah i'd just like to point out that the highlight of the selection show which i did watch in pretty much its entirety last night was gary batman getting booed Top highlight right off right off the bat. That's that's your nice lead off home run if you are uh, Ichiro. Nice Seattle tie in. Um, and Sean Kemp modeling the youth um, Seattle Kraken merchandise was also um, <laughs> an interesting. Uh, <laughs> Sean Kemp looks like he as could well. play fullback.
1: Um, that's how he looks right now.
0: Yeah, I my exact quote when that when he came out on stage with Gary Payton, I was like. Gary Payne looks like he could still play. Sean Kemp does not.
1: <laughs> Sean Kemp looks like he yeah, could he's... play dot 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 in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's what he looks like <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: but Joey Chestnut will smoke
0: him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no comparison to uh Dr. C, as I call him. <laughs> yeah, just you know, uh you know, we'll obviously discuss all the picks.
2: Um, but you know, we'll discuss ours first. Um obviously, you know, player that's Near and dear to my heart, um but also Jason's um, from Anaheim. They selected Hayden Flurry. No surprise there. Obviously, nope. I know you're not thrilled with nope. that. Nope. Uh, Let me Jason, vent. But Let me vent. I'm on not this. <laughs> surprised with it um, because Ron Francis drafted Flurry. Yeah. Can I? Can I, um, can so can really I vent no for a minute on this? Mistaken. I'm, as long as you keep it somewhat PG.
1: I'll keep it PG. So GM Bob Murray decided to not protect four defensemen and essentially leave Hayden Fleury unprotected. They went 7-3-1, which is fine because they protected their young assets. That's fine. As far as who Anaheim protected, let's go down the list, shall we? Just very quickly. They protected Raquel Silverberg delaurier for some reason. Troy Terry, Isaac Lundstrom, Sam Steele, Max Jones. And the three defensemen, I get it. Fowler, Lindholm, To leave Hayden Flurry unprotected with that cap hit and his age and his upside, what are you thinking, GM Bob Murray? Hayden Flurry is an up-and-coming defenseman. Maybe not a like mm-hmm. top two, like a top pairing guy, but he is a good depth defenseman that the Ducks could use. I mean, who are they going to rely on? Jacob Larson? Are they going to rely on Kevin Shattenkirk, who was extremely underwhelming last season? So losing Hayden Fleury, here's essentially how it worked. They gave up Yanni Hockenpah, who's now a god over there in Carolina. Thank you. Thank you, Jared, you know, for giving us Hayden Fleury for a couple months. But you're welcome, Jared, for the Ducks giving you Yanni Paw. He's probably going to be gone. And, you know, he's probably going to be he, he might be gone. The Ducks essentially got Hayden yeah. Fleury or, you know, gave him up for nothing. It's for absolutely nothing. That's asset management at its finest. GM Bob Murray striking again. Hayden Fleury's gone. And what do the Ducks do in defense? Who knows at this point? I guess it's the Jamie Drysdale show now. It is.
2: It was definitely a very head-scratching move from Anaheim's perspective. Um, you know, I figured um, had the Hurricanes not traded Hayden Fleury that he would – definitely be a top pick for seattle in the expansion draft for us if he didn't get protected so again i'm not surprised at all that he is uh, up there in seattle now it was nice to see him smile and not look like he wanted to jump off a cliff um oh
1: god yeah so that's
2: nice um and then yeah. then now he also gets to play with his brother um who they picked up from montreal kale flurry so that's really cool as well um and then from the Hurricanes, I was a little bit surprised by this. They picked yeah. up Morgan Geeky. Um, while he's definitely a good depth forward for like your fourth line, you know, that's great. But I was really thinking that Jake Bean was going to be the guy that they took just with the Hurricanes, you know, maybe trying to incentivize uh, Seattle to take him, you know, maybe throw in a little something extra or whatever. And because Ron Francis also drafted him uh, years ago, and then the Hurricanes not being thrilled with his development, I'm really surprised he didn't go um, and that they took Morgan Geeky. Again, it's a good, solid depth pick. And again, there are still moves to be made throughout the offseason. So Bean could still be gone. So we'll see what happens there. Again, it was just one of those head-scratching Ron Francis moves. He could be a good middle six guy, uh, I think. Maybe more on the uh, third line. Uh, we'll see, but good depth piece for Seattle, and we'll see how things go. Um, but for Minnesota, um, they took Carson. I'm probably going to pronounce this last name wrong. Uh, Sousy, or how do you pronounce oh, it?
0: Sousy. Well,
2: Sousy, okay. Uh, what do you think about that pick, Uh Seth, um, I'm not familiar with that, so this is the floor is yours on this one.
0: Honestly, this is probably best case scenario for the Wilds, um, with how their protection list played out after buying out Ryan Souter and Zach Parisi. This mm-hmm. was kind of what we expected to happen the entirety of the offseason gearing up for the uh expansion list. Matt Dumba, I think, was the more more appealing name, but then once the Wild were able to protect him, cross that off and don't worry about it uh, there then was some steam that it was going to be capo kakinen young goaltender i get some flashbacks of uh or, or some thoughts about uh what you are currently dealing with in carolina jared so uh maybe we can give you capo um we'll talk about that some other time but susie mm-hmm. was buried here on the depth chart um he was a third-line defender for us. I think he'll be more of a second-line defender for Seattle, so we'll probably get that classic, hey, how come he's producing so well with the Kraken and he wasn't doing anything here? Well, he was buried on the depth chart. So, yeah, yeah it's going to hurt because we also have to deal with losing Suter. Now we have to deal with losing Susie. Maybe going to have to deal with losing Ian Cole, too, if he signs elsewhere. Um, so the uh, the cupboard is a little bare defensively, but... I guess this was probably my best case scenario for uh, how the expansion draft was going to play out. So I'm happy with it. Um, it's going to be we're going to need to replace him somehow. But honestly, it's it's better than what we were dealing with a couple months ago, where it was looking umbo was going to be gone.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask. Yeah, is,
2: is there anybody else you're you're worried about losing, Seth?
0: Yep. Maybe to uh, somewhere I know, I, over I, in uh, Asia. I have no idea what you're talking about um actually <laughs> fun fact I had a guest on this week and we looked at what Kirill would be able to make with the KHL he's not going to make anywhere near the uh, same amount of money uh that he would make in the NHL so I pretty much have I pretty much have given up on that as even being a possibility
1: yeah I was I was gonna
2: ask uh, you so know if, I had to get that in there um
0: I'll
1: I'll 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 ask. um, Who do you expect to replace Carson Susie with? Because the only guy that I could think of that might be somewhat decent is maybe Ian Macoshin. That could replace Carson Susie later.
0: I think it will be the Mustache God, Kalen Addison, who can help a little more offensively right now than Susie was able to. Um, He'll help out more on the power play, which that's an interesting wrinkle to this is Ryan Suter, despite carrying the Titanic out on the ice, um, he was getting first-line first, first line power play minutes on a nightly basis. And so now that's not a thing. And so there will be some open opportunities for other guys to step in that are, I don't know, maybe a little better on the power play. And so I am, uh, I'm excited at that prospect, but I, I think it's going to be Addison. There also are apparently some rumblings that we're trying to get Brennan Minnell back. From the KHL, he could be another guy that slots into one of those bottom line pairings. And, you know, let's say Ian Cole comes back as well. He could be um, another guy to help fill those bottom three on defense. But I don't know. Other than that, there are, I'm sure, free agents that we will take a look at as well. The old uh, kick in the tires phrase that uh, so many GMs like to use. Um, They'll fill it somehow. But my guess is if I had to pick today, it would be Kalen Addison.
2: Mm. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the Minnesota defense. So uh, that that was all you there. The Ducks are um, familiar. It'll be, it'll they faced be them deal.
1: 8 times this season. We're certainly familiar with the Minnesota <laughs> Wild. Why do they have to be good the one year we Yeah. Play? Yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is um but just looking down yet you know, some of the other names uh that were picked up. Um again, I personally I really like that Hayden Flurry pick um from Anaheim. Um yeah, you... I think Mark Giordano, Giordano, how you pronounce it, uh, from Calgary. I think that's a decent pick. And there was talk about him wearing the C for Seattle. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Alexiak from Dallas. I think that's a pretty good one there. Uh, Chris Drieger from Florida. I really like that one. I'm not surprised uh, at that. I Frankly, I kind of wanted um, Carolina maybe to try to go after him. Uh, in free agency, because I think that would have been a really nice pickup for them uh, had they not made the trade that they made today. Um, Jordan Eberle, um from the New York Islanders, I like that one as well. That's um, the best and one. And then Yanni Gord uh, from, yep. yeah, from Tampa, that's definitely probably their best pick on that they made. Uh, and then Brandon Tanev from Pittsburgh, I, th- I think that one's an alright pick as well. Yeah. Uh but what were some picks from you guys um that stuck out for you that you like or extremely dislike?
0: Well, yeah. I I wanna start by saying that the Taniv um the Taniv mugshot that they showed when he was uh, selected by the Kraken was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um that's basically how I look almost every waking minute of every day uh at work. So I, I really identified with that. And so I'll say Tanev was, was one of my favorites, but um, I don't know. It's, it's just such an interesting, it's such an interesting roster because there just were so many examples where the Kraken just were like, Nope, we're going for the, uh, we're going for the younger player. We're going for the young prospect. Um, like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to piece together this um this roster. So I guess I guess I'll say Dreger was um I guess the surprise because that's when seemed at least to me that's when it seemed to flip that Capo was not going to be taken from the wild roster. So that one kind of surprised me, but
2: yeah, I do remember seeing a thing last night uh after the expansion draft where Ron Francis said that teams weren't willing to make the moves that they did with Vegas um, because they kind of learned from their mistakes. So I do think that's something to kind of weigh into their roster that they have right now um, because of how good Vegas was right out of the gate. Um, And teams don't want to deal with that again. So I think that's something to weigh there. Um, But again, just with, like I've said, some of the players that were left available um, with teams, you know, I mentioned Carey Price earlier. I mean, you had Nino on the Hurricanes. Um, I believe Landis Cog was left unprotected. Like, there's so many big-name guys that were yeah. left unprotected that you could have went after um, and made a splash, but they didn't. Again, but there's, there's some free
1: agents out there. You never know. Made, but You never know. Yeah, again there's still plenty of time. Yep, and and um, I and I, be, we'll and and I happens, bet but... you. I bet you that they're going to use that 30 million or so in cap space to go after a couple of big names. And I'm going to hijack your show for a minute because I bet you <laughs> that we're going to see the Seattle Kraken's stock go up a little bit. Why am I saying that? Hmm. Is is it because I'm betting on the Seattle Kraken? You know where you can go bet on the Seattle are Kraken? Using bet online? BetOnline.ag. They have the NHL futures right now, and the Seattle Kraken are a plus 2,500. They're, I think, 15th or 16th on the list of whichever team's going to win the Stanley Cup. So you have the Stanley Cup odds to win. Guess who's the favorite right now? Colorado. Plus 550. Soccer. Yeah. Carolina is still Uh-oh. fifth at plus 1,200. So you never know. So, you know, you can go to betonline.ag and y'all know what the code is for betonline.ag. Locked on. Locked on. That gets you a 50% welcome bonus. So if you deposit $200, what's the bonus that you get? $100. Yeah. He knows how to math, folks. So betonline.ag. I'm glad you made it easy. <laughs> is the one place that has you covered, the one place we trust. Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> Don't. And by gamble <laughs> yeah, responsibly, don't, uh... don't bet on the Devils.
2: Don't bet on the Sabers. Oh,
1: and especially, especially Not that anyone would. Especially, don't bet on the Ducks. <laughs> They're still retooling. How long have they been doing that now? Oh hush. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give my thoughts on the expansion draft. There were some really interesting picks out of the Pacific Division. And I'm going to start with the LA Kings, the rivals across town. Why they got Curtis McDermott, I don't know. Curtis McDermott, his style of play was good dot 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 back in the 80s and 90s back when there was fighting, back when Colorado and Detroit were pummeling each other in the playoffs. Then back then you could do someone like McDermott. Now he's not the fastest guy. He's a strong defenseman. He's big. That That's his biggest asset. He's big. And he knows how to fight. That's about it. He might draw some butts in the seats with some big heavyweight matches. But that's about it. They passed on Blake Lazat. They passed on Kale Clegg, who's an exciting young defenseman. Who's been severely underused and underutilized in LA and Ontario. And he's going to continue to be underutilized in LA and Ontario or maybe Wags, Austin Wagner. I thought he might get chosen as well. All guys that have good value, good upside that were not selected by Seattle. So the Kings lucked out a little bit there by not losing one of their skill guys. Um, Alexander true for San Jose, whatever they had to pick someone, I guess. Um, Mark Giordano, I thought was an easy one. The other intriguing one to me, was from the Edmonton Oilers, picking up Adam Larson. So he is a UFA. And I did like that one. I did like that one a lot. And Seattle used its window to get a good contract, four years, $16 million. That's not a bad deal. Adam Larson can get you some big-time minutes. He can score you some big goals. And, yes, his offense isn't as good as Edmonton had hoped, but he's one of the best defenseman out there he's really good as being a defensive defenseman so I could see him slotting in either the first or second line defense for the Seattle Kraken that's how good I think that pick was and some and it's a pick that we don't really talk about because we have these other stars that we just mentioned uh Mark Giordano which I think was an excellent pick Jamie Alexiak was a good pick but Adam Larson we got we gotta not put any slander on his
0: name he's better than people think can we just can we go back just briefly to the whole Ron Francis saying that teams weren't willing to play ball this year uh, as opposed to in the Vegas draft? Do I don't know if either of you remember, but it seemed to me that at one point um there was talk that the asking price to do side deals was just astronomically high. Like do we believe that or do we think that uh, that was just some smoke by uh, even even some of the GMs not with Seattle trying to um, trying to not fall into that Vegas loophole.
1: I don't think there's much smoke there. I I think the asking prices are a little bit higher this time because they don't want to make the same mistakes. They don't want Seattle to come out and win the Stanley Cup right away. They saw this once. A lot of GMs had egg on their face. I'm looking at Florida, for example as having a lot of egg on their face last time. This time around, it's not going to... Yeah, the wild. The only reason it might come a little bit easier is just the cap space. There's so much of it for Seattle, and there's a ton of good free agents out there.
2: It's definitely an interesting go-around this time with the expansion draft. It'll be interesting to see what Seattle does um, when it comes to free agency and trades. Again, we have the... uh, uh, regular entry draft. I think tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it is. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what they do there because they, the, uh, they have the number two. They have the number two third pick, pick, overall.
1: Number two because they moved up and the Ducks moved down.
2: Yeah, it will be interesting to just to see what happens. Um, because again, there's just so much going on right now. Um, it's just so many moving parts. Uh, with seattle again it's different people aren't going to make the same mistakes they made last time well i mean learn from their mistakes
1: i'll have my draft on tomorrow um, just for the sake of the home audience should we just go down the roster really quick just for the sake of going down the roster for all 30 picks yeah go ahead yeah okay i can do this all in two breaths so the forwards for seattle Jordan Eberle, Yanni Gord, Giannis Donskoy, Brandon Tanev, Jared McCann, Callie Yoncrow, Tyler Pitlick, Mason Appleton, Nathan Bastion, Morgan Geeky, Colin Blackwell, John Quenville, Alexander True, Carson, Torinsky, and (sighs) Lindskull. Defense? Mark Giordano, Jamie Alixiak, Adam Larson, Carson Soucy, Hayden Fleury, Curtis McDermott, Jeremy Lozon, Gavin Bayreuther, William Borgen, Kale Fleury, Dennis Choloski, Vince Dunn, and the three goaltenders, Chris Dredger, Joy Dacord, and Vitek Vanacek. Those are the 30 players. God. Whew. I need a water after that. You guys can talk.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting looking roster for sure. Um, but... What are some of y'all's big predictions that you have uh, for Seattle um, moving forward? Season, free agents, trades, draft picks, whatever. Because I do think they are going to sign at least one big name free agent. I don't necessarily know who, but I think they're going to make a splash with at least one free agent.
0: It. I mean, it feels like they. It feels like they have to. And I'm just. I'm sitting here just still. Stunned at the fact that um, Vladimir Tarasenko is just still sitting there. I'm not, and yeah. uh, is is not wanting to. I mean, wants to move on from St. Louis, and so I don't know. Does that then become like a deadline deal, or or is that still going to happen here before the season starts?
1: I don't think anyone wants to get him right now with with the impending multiple surgeries that could be happening. I don't think anyone's going to necessarily pick up on him maybe at all. Like the the Vince Dunn, that was smart. That was a smart move by Seattle to get Vince Dunn. But there's Terrasenko who has that 7.5 cap hit. It's really prohibitive for any team to still have that I mean to have that cap hit still going. It would have taken a lot for Seattle to take that. And he's still going to need multiple major shoulder surgeries at some point. So I don't see why Seattle or any team would take that risk right now. I just don't see it happening.
2: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I know, uh, the hurricanes were on his short list, uh, Tarasenko's, but honestly, that's when I don't even know if they go after it. Um, just because of he's fixing it again, just so many pending surgeries for him. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want that cap hit? Honestly, you're just looking at Seattle. Um, I don't even think they would make that move for him, uh, because again, it's just that wouldn't be a smart business move right now.
1: No, it wouldn't. I mean, they've, they've got some I good players he, as it is. Like some, yeah. Abusive. I think
2: if someone does make that move, I really don't think St. Louis is going to get much in return. Yeah, that's... because of everything that the team who takes him is going to have to take on. Yeah, it was definitely a fun night last night with the expansion draft. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not every day that we get to see an expansion draft. Um, it probably, yeah. I, frankly, I don't know if we'll ever see another expansion draft. I don't there think we're going to see seems one. Seems to kind in of be while. the magic number.
1: But man, Sean Kemp butchering Eunice yeah, um, Donskoy's name was painful. That I don't know what was yeah, more painful. That Sean was Kemp. Um, that was rough. Also, Callie Yarncrock. like it's Callie, Callie. Like, oh man. Like, there were some cringe-worthy moments last night. There were some good and moments That whole, too.
0: that entire, that entire exchange between uh, Beast Mode and Kevin Weeks was cringe. Yeah, that was bad.
1: I mean, e- even our colleague, Eric Ayala from Locked On Kraken, she was like, man, like, there there were some bad moments that, like, it was still a fun time there, but there were some head-scratching moments just as far as a production standpoint goes.
0: Yeah, the whole, and then the fish thing, Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to give some props. I thought the fish catching actually was well done because I forgot just how difficult that is without like having it hit you right in the chest and knock you over. Have you done it? That was well done, even though we had already seen it. Have you done that before? I have not.
1: I have not done it either. You should try it at least once. Y'all should do it. It's fun. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that um that's Seattle market is on like near the top of my list of places to go so i think i think i'm just gonna end up getting tickets for opening night for the kraken and just go make it a weekend Ooh, that'd be fun yeah yeah
2: yeah i'm sure you'll get it done though um but you know steering away you know from the expansion draft um because i feel like we've kind of said all we can say about that is now moving on into um just news with around the NHL today, because there's a lot going on. Um obviously, you know, part of this crossover is the locked on hurricanes podcast. So we'll talk about that trade
1: first. Oh, should we should we talk about rock is auto the, should we should we kind of like ease it yeah. into it? A little bit. Yeah. Cause I think we gotta talk about rockauto.com first, don't we?
2: Yeah. Give them a second to prepare themselves.
1: Yeah. So rockauto.com is the place where you can get all your car parts. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. And guess what, guys? They have prices that will blow your mind. In fact, I just got some windshield wipers. You know how much I saved on that? How much? Like 60%. The wipers are up on Please, my car awesome. now. Yeah. I went. I actually went to a couple of big box stores compared prices. I saved about 60% on wipers alone by going to rockauto.com. So they've been family-owned and operated. They have all the parts your car will ever need. And look, you could put in the how did you hear about his box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you or Locked On Hurricanes or Locked On Wild for my main man, Seth. So once again, that's rockauto.com. I'm going to do the song for you guys, all right? Okay. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That reminded me initially of the, uh, the Dunder Mifflin song. <laughs> that uh, Michael hated. What that uh, Daryl wrote. Parks and Rec there. is still better. Oh, I mean, yeah, I yeah, that's a great. That's, that's a fair a great that's a fair great show. Underrated show.
1: Yes.
2: On into these trades and free agent signings and all that stuff going on, yeah. Uh but. The Carolina Hurricanes (laughs) have traded Calder Trophy finalist Alex Ndokovic to the Detroit Red Wings Hmm. for Jonathan Bernier and a third-round pick. Hmm. I will remember you. (laughs) This is one of the worst... Here we go. Moves that the hurricanes have made in recent memory. In years. Oh boy. The hurricanes have struggled for years. Ever since Cam Ward, you know, started on the downhill uh you know of his career. They struggled to find a consistent goaltender. You know, in his last few years, he wasn't it. He still had moments of being an elite level goaltender. He had flashes, but he was old. His body was breaking down. He had to play hurt, uh, and you know he just wasn't able to be. He was so overplayed. He couldn't be that goaltender anymore. Scott Darling, you know, there was that personal issues there. You know that kind of fed into that. Um, you know, Peters, you know, good, but he's not you know a true starter. James is definitely a backup. Um, and then you finally have Ned make the jump up to the NHL and he kills it. And from what I've seen, his asking price was $3.5 million um, for, you know, average annual value. Uh, and, you know, I'd said, you know, the three to five million, three to $3.5 million uh, for like two to three years, it'd be a good bridge deal because again, You didn't see a super big sample size of him um, this season in playoffs. Um, And you don't want to throw giant money at him in case things don't work out. Um, And you wouldn't be out a ton of money. Um, And then, you know, I know they're worried about arbitration stuff. uh, And then they trade him. And for Jonathan Bernier, he's an unrestricted free agent, 32 years old. Thought Nelson Mandela was an athlete in <laughs> a third round pick. Like, okay, Ned, you're not gonna be able to get a deal done with Ned. Okay. Really sucks. Uh but you could have gotten more than Jonathan Bernier in a third round pick. Like, what are you doing? And the thing is he signed with Detroit for three
0: million. Yeah
2: that i think like, i understand like there were some personal issues there you know with long distance relationship You know, if his fiance being up there i i understand that yeah you know, maybe him taking lots money there i'm like dude he, he took let it it's just a stupid move that i don't understand what the hurricanes are
0: doing there that was that was a Ron Francis level GM move. Oh man, um, yeah. A couple of things that really struck me about this, and this is coming from somebody who has watched and covered the Minnesota Wild for the last couple of seasons, and got to watch Devin Dubnik for a like fifteen stre- uh, start stretch last year. Give up five point, I think, three goals on average. And how just awful goaltending can be when it's bad. And like here's the other thing that struck me as well. The fact that Carolina's offer was one and a half million per. There it is. Yeah. Like you're telling me that you cannot find a way to get from one and a half to three. That's essentially that's essentially a minor trade, moving a depth piece um, from the back end somewhere. Yeah, this is just – this is baffling to me. And I, you know, for as much ribbing as I gave that uh, Najelkovich was was in the Calder Trophy race – that's the other part of it – was in the Calder Trophy conversation for what he did uh, between the pipes. Um, I, like – this to me and not knowing to to some of the stuff that you spoke to Jared this speaks to me that there was something else going on to where um, they just they did not think that he was the guy which is a weird choice to make after one season
2: yeah yeah it it's so I just don't understand that move. Again, like I understand you didn't have a super big sample size of him this year. Again, give him a bridge deal, you know, two years, three million, three and a half million. Like it's the fact that they couldn't get that deal done. And the thing is, like you could have, you know, got a solid goaltender, you know, to back him up. Again, yeah, you, know, you have, again, yeah still believe peter mrazik yeah he's probably going to be gone he wants to be a starter um and well he could you know, now ned, <laughs> that just wasn't going to happen yeah i mean that that door's open now for sure uh but you know that wasn't going to happen with ned um he wasn't going to be a true starter like all right you could have signed i mean maybe you could have got a deal done with peter okay great um or you could have went with james reimer who would definitely be a number two goaltender um, but he knows your system and he can win you games. He kept the Hurricanes in a lot of games this season or this past season.
1: Someone There's called David Ayers. So, someone call David Ayers right playoffs. now.
2: I, yeah, I'm just like, what? <laughs> there were just so many options there
1: yeah, th- that they could have went with except this one. This move was bad on several levels. I mean, the fact that he only got $3 million, I would have been okay offering him three and a half million easy. I thought Carolina could have moved some pieces around. They could have made a couple of you know trades, not that the trade window open, and even shed some more cap space, maybe some dead cap space around, or shed something. But they could have made this work, or they could have had some kind of deal in place to get rid of Peter Mrazic or James. They could have gotten one of those two guys out of town because you're not going to do it with three goalies because what are you going to do? Ship them off to the AHL wherever they're playing now. I know where they're playing. I'm only joking. But look, looking back, this is going to be one of those trades that's going to define management in the worst way for Carolina. This is a baffling move yeah, but- on so many levels.
0: I still don't get it. Uh, just, Just throwing in as well, Cam Talbot who is widely considered like a league average to below average starter in the NHL. Um, His current cap hit is 3.3 million.
1: Once again, thanks to Jared Ellis from locked on hurricanes and Seth Topol from locked on wilds to come on the show and discuss everything about the expansion draft and poor Jared. He's really filling it with that Nadelkovich trade, man. Carolina got fleeced on that one. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening. It is all greatly appreciated. And thank you to those that have been listening for the past two years. And thank you to the newcomers that are coming on for the first or second time. So welcome to all the new folks. Uh, We've been having special guests left and right. Yesterday, we had former Duck Andy Sutton, kind of a preview for a later interview. Today, we had Seth and Jared. Tomorrow I also have a special guest. You'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out who that is. And we're gonna talk all about the NHL draft. It'll be a draft previewed show. So definitely tune in for that one. Once again, thank you all. You could hear this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or the new Odyssey app. And make sure to rate five stars, download, subscribe, all that stuff. Once again, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tomorrow, draft preview. Over the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, it's going to be a breakdown of the draft picks. So keep an eye out for that. Monday's going to be a special show. So definitely keep your ears peeled for that. Follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks for all the latest updates. As far as schedules are concerned, That'll also be on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter account. So once again, follow the Twitters. And oh, also join me on the Green Room. I'm going to do one Thursday night. By the time this episode comes out, it will already be up and running. So Spotify Green Room, look for me at Locked on Ducks. I might do a Green Room over the weekends too. Who knows? So definitely follow me at the Spotify Green Room at Locked on Ducks as well. All right. Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and Ducks fly together.